All right, I'm feeling overwhelmed and I don't know what to do. We're so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive in your relationship. Guys, welcome to The Betrayed, The Addicted, and The Expert, a Beyond Enough production. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, the once betrayed. I'm Kobe, the once addicted. And I'm Brandon, the expert. And he's definitely an expert. You've been working to help couples with their extreme challenges for like 15 years, right? Yeah, a long time. And I'm glad that I'm here with you guys sharing your vulnerable story. And I hope that it helps our listeners as well. Absolutely. And if you need some help getting started, we have a free resource over at beyond-enough.com forward slash step one. And that's one, the number. It provides the first key steps to healing your relationship, regardless of how tough things are right now. All right, guys, let's roll. Okay, before we talk about what to do, let's do a quick review here. So the review says, I stumbled onto this podcast just looking for anything about betrayal trauma, and it has just made such a huge impact on my thinking and processing and coping. I discovered my husband's infidelity exactly a year ago but his addiction to porn, alcohol, and drugs has been a constant presence in our marriage for 14 years. This podcast first helped me feel validation that I so badly needed just to move forward. But since I've started listening and sharing them with my husband and a close friend also dealing with similar problems, they've helped me to develop tools to communicate and to understand boundaries. It's also opened up a whole world of resources for parenting and other relationships. It's been such a gift just to know there are people out there who know and who understand and who have succeeded. I listen at work on my air AirPods and I have have to constantly stop myself from shouting out in agreement all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing your story and helping so many people. I love that, that she's awesome. using it in all the areas because that's what the recovery work is, right? It's not yeah. just one size and fits all it's all the areas i'm just picturing her with her airpods like yes that's it thank you expert brandon <laughs> no thank you ashlyn <laughs> so we're back here we back. are yeah <laughs> well we uh we've been practicing what we preach which is take care of ourselves first so we can give to others and yeah. i wasn't able to show up in the last little bit and so we took a break and we thank you for that. And I think Brandon and I think Kobe for that. Yeah. Um, it's uh, sometimes taking a break is okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. So we're back. Here we are. We have an awesome topic. And actually, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about what you were doing during the break because <laughs> you've been feeling overwhelmed and uh -huh. emotional. And and so hopefully the tool we talk about today, it was really helpful to people who are in similar situations and um, can help you navigate through some of the hardest things in life. So Ashton, do you want to kind of talk about what I'm talking about? <laughs> the secret thing? Yeah. So this actually was not something I planned on doing, um, taking a break. Uh, but like you said, things just came up and... Um, they kind of piled on one after another, after another it's life being a mom, being a wife, being a, a partner, a business partner and boss, all these things. I was so overwhelmed. And so I've done this before in a smaller way, but I've taken a break and just had me time. Like okay. gone away and said, um, in the past, I went to a hotel, I ordered food. I didn't make my bed. I didn't, I let everyone else take care of me and take care of my family. 
Right. So what you're saying, Ashton, because I think to some, I, I think women in particular, it can be like, oh my gosh, are you serious? Like you seriously went away and you focused on your mental health and your well-being. That's actually what you did. It's super selfish. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> That's I not actually, what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but I did get a lot of people sharing and like, how do you do this without feeling guilty? Which is very normal, especially like you say, as a woman, we have a lot of mom guilt and I totally have had to work my way through that to find what my self-care looks like. You know, if I can't even function and I show up as a mean mom and I'm showing up mean all over the place, that's not me. That is not my, my core Ashlyn. And so when I start to see me showing up in all these different ways that aren't me, it's like, okay, halt, you need to stop and you need to take a break. Right. So it's the, I mean, the analogy that we hear all the time is the, the oxygen on the airplane analogy, right. Of, um, you know, it, it, you, you put it on yourself first before you put it on your children, which sounds selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, but in fact, it, it, you're going to die and your children aren't going to get any oxygen unless you stop and put it on yourself first. Yes. Right. So I'm, I'm worried about traumatizing my kids if I leave them and go away, mm-hmm. but I'm traumatizing my kids if I stay and I'm crazy. So yes. Yes. So it's like, which is better? I need to go and recharge. So right. That's what I did. Um, I, it was a Friday where I just felt overwhelmed and I don't even work on Fridays, but it was just like, okay, it's too much. So I went and booked a hotel for five days back in my hometown of St. George, Utah. Um, I don't have any family that lives there anymore. So it was just like, I'm going to those red rocks and Mm -hmm. those go Google St. George, Utah, if you don't know where I'm talking about, but it looks like Mars almost. It's these beautiful red rocks. It's the desert. And that's where I grew up just hiking and spending time grounding with the earth. And back then I didn't know what I was doing, but now as an adult, you know, I'm 40 years old. I know there's a giant difference between me in those red rocks and me sitting in my house. Yes. So I think you're, you're pointing out a, an important part of self-care, which is, um, by the way, I love St. George. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Southern Utah is mm-hmm. incredible. We're so blessed to be close to it. And, um, but one thing that you're pointing out is nature is mm-hmm. you took time, you're overwhelmed, things are crashing down around you. And I might sound a little weird here, but you're letting mother nature nurture yeah. you and heal you and mm. show up for you. And, I love and, that. and so you take, take it to our mother, right? Mother nature. Yeah. Yeah. It is weird, but I love how you phrase that because it was very nurturing. And yes. I had people saying, but it's, you know, COVID and you can't really travel still. And how did you do things? Well, I did it really simple and it was really safe. I went to go be with me. And yes. so- I didn't make a lot of plans. Um, you know, I grew up there. So I have tons of friends still there. There's tons of little places I love to go, but I chose to stay in my hotel room. I, they had a, I picked a hotel that had a restaurant attached to it and they brought me breakfast every morning and I'd order dinner to be delivered to my room. Okay. Right. So I didn't have to go out and do what I didn't want to do and sit in a restaurant. Um, and then I went hiking and hiking is so easy with COVID because I, there was no one. Right. So I maybe saw 10 people the entire time I was hiking and That's I hiked, awesome. I was in snow Canyon for 10 hours one day and I just sat 
I sat, I journaled, I read a book. Um, it was just, it was amazing for me. So I want to, I want to back up a little bit because I know I could, I could go book a hotel for five days. And I, even if it's in St. George, if it's in like the nicest, most beautiful nature place in the world, I could still go and turn the TV on and just numb out with junk food the whole time, avoid my emotions, avoid my problems. Um, that's different than what you're talking about, right, Ashlyn? Yeah, it's funny, Brandon, you say that because I brought a whole bag of candy. I, I love candy. And so I brought it because I know when I travel, I always want candy. So if I have it, then it's not this like, let's go get candy. Let's right. go get treats. So I have my bag of candy and it's big, like a big bag. <laughs> <laughs> and I get there and there's a huge TV. It's a great room. And I turn on the TV. We had the candy there. And I immediately was like, I don't even like this. Like, I don't want to do this. So the TV went on once for about five minutes and it turned off for the rest of the five days. Nice. Um, the candy, I didn't even touch. And I remember being like, why am I not eating candy? What's going on here? Uh -huh. um, I, I went down without a huge plan, except for my candy. <laughs> and I was going to get away. I went and realized I need to get a journal. I didn't even bring a journal with me. And I knew I needed to journal. And pen to paper is so different than journaling on my phone. Yes. I, do, I do both. You know, on my phone, it notes is like a, a great resource when you're just in your car or wherever, right? But I wanted to be really intentional. So I ran over to Target and I just grabbed some clearance journal. You know, I have like a million journals at home and I didn't even look at the cover. <laughs> and I'm, I'm there to grieve. I'm there to feel like, okay, I'm so overwhelmed. I need to find me again. And I get back to this hotel and I rip off the cover of the, you know, all the wrapping and it says fun, 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 fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, this is fitting. So I wrote in the journal, like, this isn't actually fun, but you know what? One day it might be something I can look back on and go, look at me, look at what I did and what I could work through. And so yeah. I just left it. Yeah. And, um, I ended up using a ton of that journal just on those red rocks, just sitting yeah. there and watching the view, thinking of more being alone with my thoughts, which you know, years ago, had you asked me to go and do that and sit alone with, without music, without a friend, um, I would have been like, what am I supposed to do? Right. <laughs> How do I do that? What's the yeah. point? Yeah. yeah. I have all these thoughts in my head and it's going to make me uncomfortable and I don't want to think of all those things. <laughs> I've, I've run, uh, men's retreats in Alaska and, um, couples retreats up in the, up in the mountains and it's funny, I'll, I'll have all this great content. I'll, I'll, you know, PowerPoint all this stuff and I'll have all these activities for everybody to do. And the feedback that we get, the most therapeutic thing that, that they actually do is in the retreats that I run, we'll do these, do these vows of silence where we'll give them a journal and they'll wander off into somewhere, into nature and they'll sit for half an hour, an hour, and we'll do like two or three of those a day. And those are the most therapeutic moments that they have. That's when they commune with God. Um, that's when they feel peace. That's when they get beyond their ego and their thoughts and actually connect to their heart. And it's so powerful and so amazing. And God's right there to, to heal us, to, to help us. Um, sometimes we just don't stop enough to allow it to happen. Oh yeah. When you're saying all that, I'm getting chills. Like I feel that. And I do find that I commune best with God 
when I'm in nature by myself, yes. which is like everything that goes against what I've learned growing up in a religion. And so uh, I love that red rock and the red sand of St. George. I actually brought back some red sand and oh, I, keep nice. it, I keep it in a jar right at my, right. I'm pointing at my kitchen window. So every day I see that red sand and remember how important that five days was for me and how I found myself. I, you know, I already knew who I was, but I found my way back to yes. myself, yes. you know? So, okay. A couple of things, Ashlyn, this, I'm kind of hearing you say these things through your experience, but one it, to go do self-care, um, it takes a level of willingness to, to take care of yourself. And that's not selfish. So that's step number one. The next step is find somewhere that is healing to you. And for you specifically, that's home. And the air down there feels like home. It's safe. The red rock is beautiful. And so to find nature and find somewhere that's safe for you is important. Um, and then the other thing that you're mentioning is, is processing. So you're mm -hmm. journaling, you're actually processing through what's going on in your life and you're seeing it on those pages, you're writing it, it's flowing out of you, right? That that's really important. Oh yeah. Um, and, and it's an element of surrender where you're taking it out of you and you're giving it away, you're putting it onto something. So mm -hmm. yeah, it, it reminds me of the episode we did on the happiness hack, I think we called it on journaling mm -hmm. and how it's so different to put pen to paper. Yes. Slows us down and, and makes us really process, like you said, and figure out really what we're feeling. Because when I'm able to do that, um, there are answers, there yes. are solutions. And I don't feel that overwhelm or the spin cycle of repeating everything in my head over and over and over. I can get it out and it's yes. okay. I see it. Yes. And I, it's like, I'm talking to myself and I see you and I hear you. Yes. Okay. Now let's move on. It's not just unconscious beating you down in anxiety and your thoughts ruminating over and over. It's yes. like, Oh, I'm, I can actually put these in some kind of linear form mm -hmm. and see what they are and understand what they're saying. And then I can move beyond that. Yeah. So, yeah. It's interesting. You say, find your safe place. Um, I didn't know that St. George was my safe place but through what I was feeling, you know, I've always connected to, we live, you know, in these big mountains. And so I love being in the mountains up here in the trees and things. But I realized when I go do that alone, I don't feel as safe all the time. You know, mm -hmm. is there a cougar behind the tree right. or is there a guy behind the tree? I don't know. But when I'm in St. George, you know, I started realizing it's open desert. I feel mm -hmm. safe because I can see what's going on around uh, me. Interesting. And I can go and I can just sit, I can be warm. Um, mm -hmm. It's not strenuous hiking for me because it's more flat, a lot of it. Yeah. Um, but also one of um, somebody listening said that part of the red, the color red is very healing. And so there's a, I think I was drawn to those red rocks specifically for what I needed right then. Because right. like I said, I never knew that before. I've never gone to those red rocks to heal before, but right then that's where I needed to be. Ah, that's interesting. Yes. Um, I, I think I, I just want to drive the point you made home, which is 
self-care won't really happen and you won't flow. You won't process it if you're looking over your shoulder. So, and I think that's sometimes why it's hard to do self-care at home, because if you're really worried about your kids or you're wor worried that your spouse is going to come in right then and start a fight or whatever, mm -hmm. like you need to get away. You need to be able to figuratively see the horizon, maybe literally see the horizon. Um, that's important. Another thing that you're, you keep bringing up, Ashlyn, that, that I think needs to be said is, uh, physical exertion. So you, you went hiking, you, you moved your body, you, you, you know, you sweated, you, mm -hmm. uh, you, you got the sun on your face while you were out there. And I think that sometimes gets, um, it's kind of minimized in, in how important it is for healing, for recharging, you know, you're, it kind of feels backwards. You're going out and getting tired to mm -hmm. get life back. And, but it's so important. Yeah. Well, and I, I feel like I can process more as I move. And so I know a lot of our listeners might have health problems. I get a lot of those gals that I get to work with and betrayal trauma or addiction makes us, you know, our bodies show up really funky sometimes. And so when we say go and work out or go do intentional movement, it feels overwhelming. Like I can't even get out of bed in the morning. So it doesn't mean like I'm doing anything big. I wasn't going and doing workouts. I honestly was walking. It was a walk, but it was beautiful. Right. Okay. Yes. Um, also, I do want to recognize I, what I did was not normal. Like it's a privilege to be able to go four or five days and leave my kids with Kobe and to say, step away and say, Hey, I'm taking a break and that we could even do that. But I have girls that are in my groups right now who they saw that and they're like, okay, how can I make it work for me? And so they'll take one Saturday, you know, when, okay, when my husband's home, I'm taking that Saturday, you know, give them a heads up. I'm going away and I'm going to take the whole day, or maybe they stay overnight. Um, you have to figure out how to make it work for you, but it's like a reset. I needed a reset and they're realizing they need a reset. Ashlyn, I realize that it's not normal. Um, and I, I realize that not everybody's life circumstances might afford them the opportunity to, to do that. But I also wonder why it's not normal. And because like, if my wife came to me and was like, Hey, I need five days to recharge. Like I'm going to go do some hard work on myself. I'm going to process some things. I'm going to like, just feel alive again. I would be like, go, please go. And, and if I said that to her, she'd, she'd love that. She'd be totally supportive and back me up if that's really what I was going to do. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and I think we, we tell ourselves that we can't, there's always mm -hmm. an excuse. Um, you know, and, and it doesn't take a lot of money to get out in nature and to write, um, or to get out in nature and just meditate. Um, maybe you don't need to go get a fancy hotel, but, it, it, I think it, it, it would be good if it was normal for all of us to stop once in a while, just purely take care of ourselves and connect to God. What is wrong with that? Right. I agree. And I didn't do it for so long. And so for me, I'm like, at least once a year, this needs to be happening, but yeah. you know, hopefully we can do it a little bit more, at least like a day or half a day. Um, I yeah. will say this, um, Kobe was very supportive when I said, Hey, this is what I need to do. And that meant he had to show up in work mode in he's grieving yeah. mode in parent mode alone. 
and yeah. he kind of was a mess. <laughs> and so I had to be okay with that. And he was okay with that. Right. Like right. I knew that me taking care of me also put more like a heavier load on Kobe, but he right. was, he stepped into that knowing, Hey, it's five days. Right. Yes. It's not forever. I, um, I'd like to add, um, just some other ideas and maybe, maybe you have some more of what you did for five days. Um, because some people might not want a journal, um, but there's other things that you can do and other things that are really helpful. I think, I think you got to think about it in terms of, of release, uh, in terms of working through to surrender and process. So ask yourself, what are things that help you do that? Um, things like spending some good time crying, um, listening to music. Fire can be a really good release. You know, build a fire, sit by a fire. Um, uh, things like that can really help you start to process and to release what's going on inside of you. So... Did, did, did any of that happen, Ashlyn? Yes, I definitely cried a lot. Um, and I was sharing today, I love crying in the shower. It, again, it's a water, like, great it's release. Water. Yeah. And yeah. there's all these healing benefits. And so it just feels like a double whammy of I'm cleaning yes. my mind and my body. Um, Excellent. So I sat in a hot tub um, for long periods of time at that hotel and just sat with myself. Uh -huh. Um, so I didn't process necessarily. I didn't journal. I wasn't crying. I was just sitting there. You let just, the bubbles hit your back and it felt good. Yeah. And that was it. Wow. Yeah. So I guess for me, it's a lot of like, okay, I'm tired and overwhelmed mentally and emotionally. Um, but I can still go and do these things that I'm really looking for things that fill me up rather than take from me. Mm -hmm. So for me, like I said, there's, I have all these friends down there that would take too much from me. Mm -hmm. at that moment to go and say, Hey, let's meet for this. And let's meet for that. I did get together with two friends, um, who know kind of the overwhelm that I am in and it was very easy and very short. It wasn't like a very big experience. It was, I'm, you know, and they said, Oh, we feel bad. We're not doing this enough. And I said, no, I want, I came here to be alone. I came here to just be with me. So don't feel the pressure to hang out. I don't want to. <laughs> right. No, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, a little time was, was great, but 95% of the time was just me. Yes. So it doesn't have to be anything big. Yep. I, I, I also want to say taking a day, taking five days for yourself is awesome. Um, and taking some time every day for yourself mm -hmm. and to do all the things that we've talked about, maybe just for a, a little bit of time, take half an hour a day um, that will help you get through the hardest things in life. Totally. So. And I will say this, Brandon, um, I'm, I'm really good at self-care every day. Um, and my kids know that they know, cause they know I'm sad. They know I'm, I'm overwhelmed, but they also know that I'm taking care of myself. And so when I hear my 10 year old say, I know you're sad, but I can see you taking care of yourself and asking for help. That's a big deal to me. I'm not hiding it from them. Right. I'm teaching them by showing them how to do this. Absolutely. That's so good for them. Yeah. So what I'm saying, I was, I'm doing those things. I'm still doing my daily. Still, and it's still not, it's not enough. Right. I also, um, for the first time in my life, I did seek out a doctor, um, the week before, and I got on medication for depression because I'd never experienced that before, but it was like my body showing up in this way 
that I don't know. I don't know this feeling. It's so new and mm -hmm. I don't feel like myself. And so, yes, I use nature and I take care of myself health wise, but I also needed some chemical help and I'm still using that because, and that's okay for now. Yes. You know, that's take care. So, so in other words, take care of yourself in all the ways that you possibly can. Yeah. Don't hold I'm back from taking care of yourself. Right. Yeah. yeah. For me, calling the doctor was self-care. Yes. That was hard. Right. Hard. I mean, I could, I could say to my wife, look, I'm going to golf every single day and that's self-care. Um, and the truth is, is I would enjoy that, <laughs> but, but it does get to a place where it's excessive and out of balance mm -hmm. and it's not self-care. Um, so it's good for me to, to, to open up every option, whether it's going to the doctor for medication, whether it's taking a five-day retreat, I really need to be in tune with my heart in what I actually need. And if I actually need those things, then I need to advocate for myself and actually step up for myself to take care of my needs rather than talk myself out of it or say that I shouldn't, or that doesn't feel right to me. I should. But to actually say that does feel right to me, I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. so. Okay. I have to share this one last thing. Um, I have my other thing, fitness, um, a call this morning. And one of the gals said, my husband's training for this race. And so he's taking, you know, the time to go and work out. And I, it leaves me no time to go work out. And she's only trying to do a 30 minute workout. So instead of feeling like victim or resentment, she stood up for herself. And she said, I realized that I don't have a race to run but I'm just as important. And I need 30 minutes of you watching the kids so I can take care of me because otherwise I'm going to be excellent. Mean. Yeah. She's like, these are the things that it does for me. And these are the benefits. And I need that. Yes. So advocate for yourself. I love it. I love it. And, um, you know, it helps to have a partner that's supportive, but even if you don't have a supportive partner, step up for yourself anyways. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, you know, I, I say this prioritizing yourself is not selfish. So I, I was, I was taught as a kid, I am third, which means mm. uh, uh, God comes first, others come second and you come third. And I, I think that's, uh, it seems like a humble, nice thing. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I'm third. I don't know if I totally buy it anymore. Um, I think that not in a selfish, arrogant way, but I am first. I'm like, I got to love me so that I can really connect to God so I can take care of others so I can accomplish all the purposes that God wants me to do. Oh, so gosh. there's nothing wrong with that. And I believe that if we don't show up for us, ourselves first and love ourselves and, and all those things, we can't even feel the things that God is trying to give to us. Like if he's trying to send us love and saying, Hey, I got you. Can we even feel it if we don't believe we got, no. you know? No. So, yeah. I agree. Um, all right, Ashton. Um, good job. Way to take care of yourself. Work through the hard stuff. Okay. I got to ask you this last question before we go. Okay. How did it feel afterwards? What, what were the results of it? What, what happened for you after the five days? Um, things are still the same, <laughs> but <laughs> I came back with rejuvenation. I had different energy. My energy shifted from just being so, um, I would say in a negative energy of like almost victim, like, how am I going to do this? And what's the future look like? And I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Um, instead coming back and feeling hope and mm -hmm. feeling like 
the universe has my back. God has my back. I have my back and I'm going to be okay. And so just trusting in each day, I didn't have that before I went. And it's not that I wouldn't have that now, maybe if I hadn't, but it really pushed me into that place of, Hey, it's okay. And it's okay to feel this way. So all the pain wasn't removed, but, (laughs) but the spinning in it and spinning in fear sounds like it, it it was removed some. Yeah. Well, and it's like, it's like I slap myself and hey you know how to do this you have all these skills that you've learned in recovery use them yeah (laughs) step in yeah Yeah. love it ashlyn um all right you're a good example of self-care and uh and processing through some of the hardest things so good job ashlyn um (laughs) you guys if you liked this episode then please Uh, rate and review it and don't be shy to, to share it also. Have a good day. We'll see you guys. Bye bye.